Hey, what's up? It's your host, Tori, and who is ready to be petty? I'm back after an accidental, like, two-ish week break. (laughs) I feel like I say that a lot. Oh, it was an accidental break. (laughs) And I feel like after, I don't know, just trying to, like, reconcile that with myself all the time, I'm just going to be like, that's just the way it goes. It is a one-woman show, and sometimes you need breaks. Sometimes they're accidental. I feel like January is always a hard month just because at least where I live, the weather is kind of gross and there's not much going on. There's no like holidays after New Year's and you're kind of in that like holiday depression, (laughs) like just that slump after you've done like a lot of things for the holidays. And I was just like having bad allergies, which is something I suffer from and kind of being a little bit depresso. And I just didn't feel funny and I just didn't feel like recording even though the fucking celebrity tea throughout this month has been piping hot. And then, you know, just getting busy at work and of course, like with everybody, just being sad about the pandemic. Just (laughs) I feel like every single time I talk to any person, it's like I cannot believe how long this has been going on or like it's weird how it's not just like, oh yeah, my life changed for a little bit. It's like my life has changed significantly for a year. And just kind of having those conversations again, like we're probably all having. And all I can say is <laughs> like my mind just went blank. <laughs> all I can say is I know it's really hard and It will pass even though it doesn't seem like it ever will and try to just do some things even though sometimes doing the things is like the hardest part but that make you feel good. Connect with friends, get outside in nature, (laughs) Um, do some nice things in your house like light a candle or turn on like a diffuser. I have like my sage diffuser with like a bunch of different essential oils and like picking one and putting it on is one of my fave starts to the workday just to do something I don't know to feel good in your space because I know that we're spending so much more time at home than we would normally be those are the things that have worked for me but I'm still trying to like work out a better sleep schedule I recently learned about this thing on TikTok, which is again where I get all my information and all of my news, is like this like sleep punishment thing where it's like if you feel like your days are kind of out of control, not out of control, like in the sense of there's a lot going on, which maybe that is part of it, but like out of your own control, like you're doing a bunch of stuff that's maybe like not for you or, you know, just like maybe those chores that everyone has to do but no one likes or doing things at work that just are for someone else or whatever that is but it's just like basically where you stay up really late to like regain some of the sense of control of your day and you do things that you want to do so like I'm like catching up on TikTok (laughs) or watching TV or even just doing things like paying my own bills and stuff like that that I just didn't get done in the day but it's like I don't know this like sleep punishment thing (laughs) so I don't know if I sound like a psycho because I love sleep so much but that's been something I've been doing 
uh, for the past month, just going to bed at like very late hours and like obviously still having to wake up at the same time for work. So it's not all fine and dandy over here. I'm not just turning on my diffuser and everything's like golden. But those are some things that have helped me and it feels nice to get out of a little bit of a slump and reconnect with all of you. If you've been feeling this way, DM me. Let me know if you've tried something and it's worked really well for you. Okay, one other thing as I'm talking that has come to mind is this influencer that I follow, Mick Zazon on Instagram, M-I-K-Z-A-Z-O-N. She does this thing where she like counts to three and just like does something And that has been really helpful for me too. Like, I don't know if you're the type of person that like, it's tough like going to the gym or going for a walk or doing something like the dishes or whatever, but you like know you have to do it. And you've just kind of like been lying in bed, scrolling, avoiding something that's like looming over your head, but you know that you like should put away your laundry or like should get outside for the first time that day or like whatever. She just counts to three and then does it. So your brain doesn't have like a chance to like override like what you're doing or make sense of it. So that's another thing that I've been doing is just like being like one, two, three and just like getting up and doing it. And I know that sounds really simple, but it's actually something that has been really helpful for me. And I hope it's helpful for you too. Anyways, If you've been feeling like this or you've tried something that's worked for you, like DM me. I'd love to share it with the listeners of RTBB so we can all get through this pandemic together. So we're going to dive into a lot of things. There's been Kardashian family drama. There's been high school, the musical, the series drama, and there's been some color daddy updates and lots of Bachelor Nation news. So basically, I just picked all of my favorite January stories that I've been following and I'm going to discuss it. So this is what I kind of missed in January. So obviously, one of the first stories of the year was like the Kimye divorce rumors and it broke from page six, which I think is usually like a reputable source, like not super reputable but like I think that they usually have either like close contacts with the person that the story is about or they've done a lot of due diligence where I think like a lot of the other kind of tabloid magazine websites maybe don't have that or make up stuff out of the blue a lot more but I've heard page six is like pretty valid but they said that Kimye is getting a divorce And I was kind of sad because I actually liked their relationship. I thought that it made a lot of sense. Probably around a year ago, I did a podcast with a psychologist, Natasha Tawari, and she was absolutely amazing. And we talked about all of the Kardashian relationships and we both posited that we thought that Kim and Kanye were kind of like a political relationship, like he it was looking for a wife or like a family of like with a beautiful socialite and she wanted to be taken more like seriously in the fashion world etc and that their relationship just worked out um 
that they were really good friends and maybe loved each other, but maybe weren't in love. And I still kind of believe that that's true. Like Kanye has been living in Wyoming for months and obviously Kim is based in Calabasas. And he only showed up to her birthday for like, you know, that birthday (laughs) for one day, which was also kind of weird because why would you fly like 12 fucking hours to like attend this birthday for one day? But I kind of also don't believe it's true. I don't know if I said that. (laughs) I thought it was true or not. I'm like so on the fence because... Kim also posted a picture of like her tanner, her KKW beauty tanner. And it was just like of her hand. It was like, this is like my hand done and this is it not done. And there was like a small wedding band. And I think that she just posted that not even to promote the tanning product, but to show that she was wearing a wedding band. With that being said, though, I think that even if it was a political relationship, that it was still kind of inevitable that they might have gotten a divorce just with all of the drama that surrounded that family for the last couple months or even years. I think it's just been really hard on Kim with like Kanye's up and downs and like running for president and stuff. So even though it kind of seemed shocking at the time, I'm not like super shocked. And I'm not even going to address the Jeffree Star and Kanye West rumors because it's just so wild nowadays that TikTokers can make a video that is like fake, like 100% fake, just say that it's real, even though if you like scroll on their page, they have tons of videos that are just, you know, chasing clout and stuff like that. And then it just like absolutely spirals. And I feel like I don't even really care (laughs) about all of this drama. I kind of feel like I've hit a wall with the Kardashians, which I truly never thought I would say because I used to ride so hard for them. But maybe it's just because there's so much of them all the time. I've been kind of thinking lately, like maybe less is more. It just seems like they fill every inch of the pop culture Hollywood space and I just feel like I'm not super invested in their lives as I was before. But the last piece I will say about the Kardashians is it is rumored that Travis Barker and Kourtney Kardashian are a couple and have been for a couple months. Travis has always been a family friend of the Kardashians Uh, So this wasn't like a surprise that they were hanging out per se, but he's been commenting on Courtney's posts and she's been commenting on his and it seems like they're more than just friends, which I'm actually so thrilled about because I actually like love Travis Barker. (laughs) I know literally nothing about him in 2020, but I just remember in like 2004 or whatever, loving his MTV show, Meet the Barkers. I just remember him being like a loving dad and like a loving husband and like really, really funny. And I don't know if I'm just remembering all of the good parts and like maybe there's um, more to it than that, obviously. But I just remember during that time in like high school, I also loved like really skinny guys that looked like they were like dying and like 
smoking cigarettes and like had tons of tattoos and just like punk I was gonna say e-boy but emo I don't know what I was thinking and this morning I actually watched the first episode of Meet the Burkers on YouTube and let me tell you if you have any interest in this it's a really good watch old reality TV is just such perfection like they just don't do it like that anymore it's so good and I might like finish the entire season it was just really really fun to watch and obviously they use like the blink 182 music as like the background music and it's just really good so I've also been watching the Whitney Port and her husband Timmy's recap last name unknown but their recaps on YouTube of the hills and they also did the city so I've been watching a lot of early 2000s reality tv and Timmy was a producer on uh the city I think I've said this before but he points out things that are like probably produced or how it was produced and a lot of like BTS and how producers or like the editors would put together story arcs or set stuff up and explain stuff and it's so funny because in the first episode of Meet the Barkers in one scene he's like going for dinner and and he's walking perfectly fine obviously and in the very next scene he's on like crutches and it's just like unexplained and like you just took that for what it was Okay, this is also really bad. Is his ex-wife's name Shannon or Shanna or Shana? (laughs) I like can't remember even though I just took these notes and literally just watched the episode. But I feel like it's Shanna. But is that a name? I have no idea. But they're like so cute together and he calls her mama. But like I kind of like it. Like it's not like weird, (laughs) which I feel like I would normally freaking hate that. And she writes, um, or they do it kind of together, but she writes his name in this like wet cement, their names, their initials in this wet cement at this new house that they're buying. And it's just really, really cute. And I enjoyed it so much. But yeah, again, I've followed them 0% literally since 2004. So I don't really know what's up, but I would be thrilled for Travis and Courtney if they were together they like would have like a mixed family with kid with their kids and I just wish both of those individuals all the happiness in the world I also just did not have like talking about Travis Barker on my 2021 bingo sheet so (laughs) like I don't know how this all came about but it's beautiful (laughs) The last, last thing I'll say about the Kardashians is Kylie's new hair extensions are out of control and I hate them so much. Like they're those extensions that are like a billion inches like down to her butt and I just really hope that's not a trend that celebrities and then us plebs are going to follow. Okay, I feel like this is the moment that everyone's been waiting for and I have truly done all of the research and watched all of the TikToks and read all of the articles, but we're finally going to talk about High School Musical, the musical, the series, and all of the Josh, Olivia, and Sabrina drama. So obviously, 
if you're listening to this podcast, you've been following this drama. <laughs> like there's no way that you haven't. But I'll break it all down for you and I will give you all obviously all my commentary. First off, I want to say, and I've probably said this on the pod before, I loved High School Musical, the musical, the series. I thought that it was a perfect like reboot of the original HSM just because it obviously wasn't like just a direct reboot or copy or anything. Basically, again, if you have not watched it, which again, (laughs) oh my god, I need to stop saying this, but you probably have. High School Musical, the musical, the series is a Disney Plus TV show where they follow students at East High, which was the high school at in High School Musical. So like in like Salt Lake City or whatever. And the theater class for the spring musicale is doing High School Musical. So it's pretending that it's like nowadays and they're just doing that as their high school theater production. But of course, it's like super meta because the people that get cast, the two leads um, as Vanessa and Zach or Troy and Gabriella are basically them IRL. (laughs) And their relationship kind of follows a similar path. I had not been following the off-camera HSM TMTS drama because there wasn't too too much but I did know that Olivia and Josh were dating which is literally anybody's dream come true like you're not only in the fucking high school musical reboot but you're dating your co-star who is also the lead you're the star of a Disney plus show it's literally like when Zanessa got together in High School Musical. It's like, isn't that literally everybody's dream? You get famous, you're dating your co-star, and you're also in an iconic movie, or in this case, TV show. And we know they were dating because she was wearing his hoodie. She said in an interview that he taught her how to drive at in and out They wrote a song together just for a moment for the TV show, And he like ad-libbed one of the final scenes in season one. I won't spoil it for you, but if you've watched it, you know. And it's just pretty wild that they were together. But in August 2020 of this year, so they were dating like through the spring and summer. Um, But yeah, this August, uh, she kind of posted some cryptic TikToks and... And like some of them had weird captions and kind of alluded to that they had broken up. And he was seen with Sabrina Carpenter, who is also a Disney Channel star. She's in a bunch of things now, but the first thing that she was in was the Boy Meets World reboot, which was also a really good idea. Girl Meets World, which had Corey and Topanga's kid, Riley, as the main character, and Sabrina was her best friend. So, as we know, Olivia releases her debut single, Driver's License. It broke absolute records. It's kind of like about a universal experience or like maybe what we all (laughs) hoped our high school experience was where like you're dating someone and you're like learning how to drive and it's like super cute and you can go on like drives together and listen to music and like get in and out and stuff. (laughs) Exactly what they were doing. 
And the lyrics include stuff like, and you're probably with that blonde girl who always made me doubt. She's much older than me. She's everything I'm insecure about. So all of these things just pointing at an older blonde woman, which it was previously written as brunette. So she changed the lyrics and obviously like we wonder why. My suspicion is that she wrote this in the summer because she did post a a tidbit of it. She did post a tidbit of it then and maybe she kept it as brunette girl so Sabrina wouldn't be identified and so it wasn't like juicy tea and then she was like fuck this I should capitalize this I should pull a Taylor Swift because know what sells records is speculation about your relationships whether that's problematic or not as we've documented throughout Taylor Swift's career. Um, some of the other lyrics are like, guess you didn't mean what you wrote in that song about me. But yeah, I think she changed it because maybe she was like, okay, I'll just be more direct and it'll be like better content, which I think was smart because obviously like that's exactly what we're doing right now. Uh, some of the other lyrics are, guess you didn't mean what you wrote in that song about me. And, um, In the summer, Josh wrote a song called Anyone Else and maybe it could be about Olivia, question mark, question mark. But they've also, again, been known to write songs together. And we knew that there was like immediate trouble in paradise. Obviously, these lyrics are pretty scathing, but none of the other cast members have like liked any of Josh's Instagram posts. And they hyped up Olivia's song. They had a Christmas special. Um, everyone said that Josh was going to be on the naughty list. Um, it was filmed at the same location, which was actually the Bachelor Mansion, funny enough. Like, <laughs> oh my God, such a small world. But they were never shown together. So there's just like all of this kind of like all signs point to he kind of like maybe dumped her and is dating someone else now and that they're team Olivia I will say (laughs) it's really funny because there's this character on HSM TMTS Big Red and he liked a TikTok about all these theories and I'm like that is just such a like secondary character move to to just like like some of the theory like stand TikToks just to like kind of be in the drama even though we like wouldn't give a fuck about like anything he did but anyways Come October, Josh and Sabrina go out as Shark Boy and Lava Girl for Halloween. Literally, he's dropping an album, which is fucking 20 songs. I will say that, which like <laughs> releases a 20 song album uh, nowadays, and they have like a duet on it. So everyone's waiting with bated breath for that. But A week later, after all of this drama, he releases a song called Lie, Lie, Lie. And it's very like Shawn Mendes wannabe. His outfit is just like old school Nick Jonas, where he's wearing like those really, really, really skinny pants and those Chelsea boots and like a ironic like Hawaiian shirt. Um, But yeah, let me know if you like still like that look. I thought it was like kind of passe, but maybe it's not. 
then everyone's like, okay, is this like alluding to things like that Olivia's lying and not saying like who she says she is and like all of this stuff. Also, the music videos are just so similar. Like if you watch them, they're like stylistically very, very similar. But this is like, if you thought this part was good, which I did like (laughs) mid-January, like it just amps up from here. Sabrina Carpenter releases a song on January 1st called Skin. And the lyrics include stuff like, maybe we could have been friends if I met you in another life. Maybe we could pretend there's no gravity in the words we write. Maybe you didn't mean it. Maybe blonde was the only rhyme. And it's like, that's just so direct. Like, there's no way that anyone could interpret this in a different way. The next lyrics, you can try to get under my skin. Under my skin. Oh my God, I feel like I want to sing this, but I would like rather die. Let me try that again. You can try to get under my, under my, under my skin while he's on mine. And it's just like, what the absolute fuck. I am so sorry, mom, for all the F-bombs. But this situation warrants it. So obviously, this is just so nuts. And he's like this scrawny, like 20-year-old white boy that it's like, uh, no, this is just, this is graphic. (laughs) The next lyrics or that kind of crescendo, the ending of the song, don't drive yourself insane. It won't always be this way. Drive, driver's license. I don't even know if I said that the song is called driver's license. I feel like I'm missing some key details, but it's okay because you guys already all have them. So just like Josh posted for Olivia's song on his Insta stories, just being like, love this song. He did that for Sabrina's. And Olivia posts a TikTok of her singing to Taylor Swift, Let the Games Begin. I don't think that's the song title. (laughs) But you know what I'm talking about from Reputation. So it's just so juicy. 18 hours ago. Sabrina posts on Instagram with like a fucking book worth of like an absolute novel worth of information. She says, don't read into it. Some of the stuff is alluding to a specific situation. Otherwise, it's just general things that have happened in the past year. It's like, how could you say that? Yeah, like you're just obviously playing into the narrative, which is smart. Um, in terms of like money and song plays, etc. The funniest thing to me is like A, the audacity to be like, it's not about driver's license when you and your boyfriend released consecutive songs after Olivia's like hit number one. But B, Danielle Fischel, who is Topanga in Boy Meets World and in the reboot girl meets world comments sabrina your song is absolutely beautiful it's meaningful and i wish i had its message when i was a young woman and i was like what and i like now that i say that out loud 
there are some parts of the song that says like this will pass and like you'll kind of get over it and stuff which is actually sound advice I feel like when you're 16 when something happens you're like this will ruin my life I will never get over this and it's like I can't even remember what happened in my life at 16 nowadays so I I guess maybe if that's the meaning meaning she's alluding to that's good but I was like it's literally about like your boyfriend having an ex and you're fucking him <laughs> like again mom I'm so sorry <laughs> So I don't know. It's just been all confusing, but that is the latest. My take is I, like I said before, I think she changed the lyrics to gain more buzz around the song. I thought it was genius. I thought it's a really good song. Lie, lie, lie is a bad song. I won't be listening to it again. Skin If it actually was written last week, which apparently the producer or like the co-writer on Instagram said it was, is actually not a bad song for something that was written that quickly. But as time goes on, I've been thinking like, is this a full PR stunt? Because I kind of thought like, oh, the Josh and Sabrina stuff is a PR stunt. But now I'm like, is it all a PR stunt? I've been seeing TikToks because again, that's where I get all my information, that they're all signed to Interscope Records, which is a common record label that picks up like old Disney Channel stars. Um, I just wonder, is this all coordinated? I have no idea. If it is, Kris Jenner is still probably behind it. And if it's not, I don't know if Sabrina and Josh will ever get get over this like in their careers I think that Sabrina has kind of always been like the bad girl and she's okay with maybe being like a little bit of the villain but this is a pretty big thing to overcome for people like Josh who haven't been as famous and in the industry for a lot longer so I'm excited to see where this goes next because there has been ups and downs So let me know. Obviously, I'm dying to know people's opinions. Let me know. Do you think that this was all a PR stunt? Part of it was a PR stunt. It's all natural. Like, please let me know. Okay, the next thing I want to catch up on is Sophia Franklin. She was, or I should say, of Call Her Daddy fame, if anyone didn't know that. But she was recently on a podcast we met at Acme. I've never heard of it before never listened to it or whatever but I thought I would check it out because I'm interested in what Sophia has to say since she's been obviously talking about her leaving color daddy a lot lately. I don't know if it was obvious or I stated this very clear when this first happened like last year But I totally feel like I am on Sophia's side. I just feel like with all of the things that she's shared recently that Alex kind of got cold toes. Okay, I should should explain what she shared (laughs) and then explain my reasoning. Basically, what she said was Alex and her kind of what we all thought, I think, It's like kind of all blurring together for me. But basically her and Alex were like, we literally have like a top 10 podcast in the entire world. We're getting paid like salaried employees 
and Barstool Sports, which is an awful, misogynistic, racist company, is taking so much more money than any other personality, like TV personality, radio personality, etc., would ever take. They went to Dave Portnoy, who is the uh, head at Barstool, and they were pushing for uh, more money, etc., all the rights after to call her daddy and all of the like trademarked stuff after a certain time period, etc., etc. And basically, Alex got cold feet. Sophia said it was like her choice to leave. She said that Alex and Dave like would have meetings together. She said she didn't know that Alex was making more money than her. She didn't realize like the misogyny that was happening at Barstool and like the internalized misogyny um, that was kind of happening with some of the content being like degrading to women or not realizing like their worth for having such a popular podcast, etc. Yeah, like I said, I'm like fully on Sophia's side. It really, really does seem like this is what has happened. And she said basically like Alex and her wouldn't be friends again. She said that the show was really scripted. That's why they don't have like any video podcasts or if there is video, it's just like kind of choppy like little segments. She said that Alex fucked over who was known as MILF Hunter, um, which was one of Alex's longtime friends, um, which he is now featured on her podcast, Sophia with an F, as ghostwriter, because she said that he ghost wrote a lot of the jokes and the episodes. So I think it's just wild that she's kind of pulling back the curtains. I hate that. (laughs) It's a year later or like eight months later. I will never listen to a Caller Daddy episode or a Sophia with an F episode and I am still like on their fucking Reddit <laughs> looking at this information, listening to these interviews and <laughs> like every day I check the like Apple podcasts like top 100 charts <laughs> to see if like Alex's is like falling which it kind of is. It used to peak at number one, like every single time she would release an episode. But now it's like peaking at like two, five, seven. So it really is interesting. (laughs) And can you tell me why I'm still so invested in this story? Because yeah, I would love to know. And like, are you still following it? Like, do you care about Caller Daddy and Sophia or just the drama like some of the stuff is funny like Alex was in London which obviously like recently which obviously isn't funny but like Redditors like called the cops on her because she wasn't like following COVID protocol there's like a lockdown in London like it's just gone so far off the deep end that I feel like it's a dumpster fire or like a a car accident and I'm like watching cannot take my eyes off of it a few other things that were interesting in the podcast it still sounds like she's dating Suitman, the HBO executive that was like pushing for Alex and Sophia to get a better deal um some weird stuff like how she offered to edit the pod and Alex wouldn't let her and just some other like little tidbits that I think you should check out. They also talk a lot about like astrology. So if that's something that you're interested in, I think you'll enjoy the episode. 
if you're looking for kind of like a tell-all episode from Sophia and maybe you want to put the Caller Daddy drama to rest, I definitely suggest listening to this interview and maybe it'll give you some peace. But I swear to God, I have not known peace since the Caller Daddy fallout has happened. Anyways, I'm going to take a little bit of a break. When we come back, we will be talking about Bachelor Nation news and everything that's going on in that crazy world. And we're back. I've never done that before where I've left in the middle of a podcast and come back to record it. But I was recording and then I had to go to an exercise class. I had to go grocery shopping. I didn't want the audio to be a lot different and then it'd be noticeable. So anyways, I'm back. So a lot has gone on in Bachelor Nation news since we last talked. Obviously, Matt James's season has started and I'm just kind of batched out. Similar to the Kardashians, I just feel like it is too much. Like, y'all know I bitch about the two-hour episodes every week because that's just a lot to commit to, which, like, (laughs) I always say, but then I'll watch, like, eight hours of below deck. So I just feel like maybe it's like, maybe you just don't like it. (laughs) But I do still really like being in Bachelor Nation and, and like searching for the tea that's again, like off camera. That really is what fuels me. I honestly think I could do a full Bachelor podcast (laughs) And not watch any of the episodes, (laughs) but just talk about all of the drama. I'm also losing my own RTBP draft and another draft I am in (laughs) with some friends. So that was kind of just like a buzzkill on the season. But I do want to talk about it eventually and do like a full rundown of my thoughts. There has been some interesting Matt James like gossip lately his roommate from New York went on reality Steve's podcast which like whenever there's a rando coming out of the woodwork to talk about someone famous you have to obviously take everything with a grain of salt but basically she was just saying how he was a shitty roommate and that Tyler Cameron again love of my life love of all of our collective lives to be honest Stayed there for like five months, didn't pay rent, and was just like annoying with Matt. And apparently he just had like friends over all the time and gave like copies of his or their key out to a lot of people and just all of this drama. And there's that video of him golfing with his friends and they're talking about Victoria that just came out today. And... I just feel like he is a young kind of like fratty boy and I don't know the more I see the more the veneer maybe is a little bit cracked which I guess is fine everyone has kind of bad moments or even bad periods of their lives but I'm still interested to see how his season plays out. The last piece of drama I'll mention before the Claire and Dale Uh, breakup because obviously that is probably the juiciest is just the Carly and Evan divorce even though there's like a thousand other (laughs) stories I could obviously touch on but there's so many good bachelor recap podcasts so it's like go listen there if you want like an extreme deep dive like I love 
Juliet Lippman's Bachelor Party. I love Here to Make Friends by HuffPost. I love Date Card Pod. I wish I got into Game of Roses sooner. I love the Chatty Broads. So there's just so many good ones to listen to. But I did want to say like the Carly and Evan divorce for me came out of nowhere because I had just kind of filed them away as like a BIP success story and then never like thought about them again. I kind of like their story arc for me has been like absolutely hated them, loved them, and then absolutely hated them again. But they separated around October publicly or at least this fall. But Evan's ex-wife went on Reality Steve and said that they had broken up two years ago and it was all a facade for Instagram. And I know that this is like fucking talked to death, but just how this bachelor world, bachelor nation, if you must, has morphed into this absolute charade. (laughs) charade I don't know why I said it like that is ridiculous like if that's actually true and they stayed together because like it looks good on Instagram and they want to portray like a happy family that is so absolutely insane and like I feel like it's gone way too far which kind of leads to Claire and Dale because (laughs) All signs were pointing to Dale was just in it for fame. Yet every sign I disregarded and believed that he was hashtag here for the right reasons. Well, a week ago, actually, I think like five days ago, he announced and I am using the singular he for a reason that uh, Claire and him broke up uh, in a Instagram post She posted a few days later that he made that statement not on her behalf. She didn't know about it (laughs) until it was like out there. And now she's posting all of these like breakup photos and Instagram stories, which are like quite fun to watch. And again, literally all signs were pointing this way. For example, on Dumois, which is a Celebrity Blinds Instagram account, there was several stories about him going on dates with other girls, kissing other girls, blah, 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 in public. Ignored those. (laughs) And then there was them deleting comments or editing captions on Instagram posts. Again, (laughs) disregarded those. And then his cousin unfollowed her and posted something cryptic about getting rid of like toxic people in your life right after New Year's and again I was just like it couldn't be and then lo and behold uh, the post comes out and I couldn't believe how quickly people went from like honestly team Dale um, where people were so annoyed with Claire throughout her season to team Claire because now she's like the victim of this guy who's exploiting her season of The Bachelorette and the fame that comes with it. He released today the Dale Moss brand, which is just a website of pictures of him from what I can see. 
and then a huge Instagram story. Like it was several slides that I did not watch explaining um, why they broke up. And it was pretty vague, like his Instagram post. But it was so funny. He started it off. This was the part that I did watch. Not with my own volition, I will say. It was just because of Instagram autoplay. But he said like, hey, I wanted to take some time to like process this before I like could come on and like articulate it. I was like, it was five fucking days. Like, (laughs) I don't know. Usually people, I don't know, maybe take some more time to process or wait to launch their full brand. Like, I don't know, give it a few weeks. But I guess he wanted to capitalize on a situation. And he's obviously making the play for fame. And he probably will continue to be famous in the Bachelor Nation world. Like, I would not be surprised at all if he was on Bachelor in Paradise this summer because they said that they're going ahead and filming that. But he's had, like, staged paparazzi like photos there's one where he's with like a briefcase and a newspaper and my sister sent it to me and she was just like who still reads the newspaper (laughs) especially at his age he's like 28 or something like that and then just like that video apparently was like his friend just filming him (laughs) and then posting it like paparazzi style which like honestly I kind of want to do myself like that seems really fun if anyone wants to make a socially distanced video of me coming out of my car or something and then like I'm caught by the paparazzi and I'll answer all your questions like I low-key would like that friend of the pod Steph asked me how is this relationship different than her engagement to Benoit from Bachelor Winter Games I think there's a few key differences I think like She obviously wants to still find love and have kids. She's 39 now. Her relationship with Benoit was a handful of years ago. And I hate to say it, but you all can put two and two together what I'm talking about. And I really, truly think that Dale and Claire spent more time together. Like, it did seem like they hung out quite a bit in a few different cities throughout the fall. So they were engaged for... I guess, five months where Benoit and Claire lived in two different countries and they were engaged for two months. They did get engaged post-show, so they did have time to think about it after the show had wrapped up. And I wonder if that's a key part of it too, because we saw Dale essentially what it looked like, what I'm guessing, being pressured into getting engaged to Claire and like her leaving the show. Whereas Benoit and Claire left and then were chatting afterwards. So maybe there was a little bit of either alone time without cameras where they could decide that they actually liked each other or a play to (laughs) get further and deeper into the Bachelor Nation zeitgeist by getting engaged on the like after the final rose for Bachelor Winter Games. That is for you to decide. Do you see any other similarities or differences with Benoit and Claire? I think Claire's 
engagements, like if we look at it from a reception standpoint, a fan reception standpoint, I feel like it's always kind of been lukewarm. I think that she is kind of a polarizing character, even though I don't really see her like that. But I think people have always like loved or hated her or she's been like the brunt of the jokes, like talking to the squirrel during BIP, etc. So I think that both the relationship with Benoit and then Dale was, yeah, kind of hit or miss in the community. But I cannot wait to see what Dale does next. And I wish Claire all the best. And again, I think this is just a good reminder that if we're going into a Bachelor Nation season and the person has a website <laughs> like Sarah from this season or they have modeling pictures or they've dated like D-list celebs, that they're probably hashtag here for the wrong reasons. Now I feel like all my money is in Tasha and Zach's basket. So I'm really, really, really pulling for you too. Whew. I feel like that was a marathon episode, even though I recorded it in two chunks. I've got some very exciting episodes coming up. I'm recording with another TikTok star. She has like a 17 part series on Nick and Miley. Uh, If you don't know who I'm referring to, it's obviously Nick Jonas and Miley Cyrus. So if you have any questions about their relationship, we're going to do a deep dive timeline. uh, Where are they now? Like, where were we then kind of episode? So DM me on Instagram or Twitter, Facebook at RTBP podcast. I'm still doing that episode on Enneagram's But we had to reschedule. And as I said at the top of the show, at least I think I said this. Who knows if I actually did. But I have been a guest on many podcasts this month. Or at least I've recorded them and they'll all be released in February. So make sure you follow me on Instagram, Twitter, or Facebook. And I will post where you can hear more from me. Is there another topic that you want me to discuss or rant about? Let me know. I'm always open for suggestions. And if you have suggestions of guests that you want, new or returning, let me know and I'll schedule that ASAP. It's good to get back in the saddle. Thanks again so much for listening. I hope to be back soon. I hope you are safe and well out there. As always, I'm your host, Tori, and I'm ready to be petty. See you soon. Bye.